It's time for the VolQuest Mailbag Podcast, answering your questions from the General's Quarters every week, right here on VolQuest. Good Thursday, everybody, and welcome into the VolQuest Mailbag Podcast. I'm Eric Kane with Austin Price, Brent Hubs, and Rob Lewis, as always. And a big shout-out to Smoky Mountain Organics. If you're suffering from those allergies in this season, like so many of us are, you need to check out Smoky Mountain Organics, East Tennessee's most trusted health and wellness store, focusing on natural products and organic remedies to a variety of ailments. Three locations in East Tennessee, including one right here in Knoxville at 8018 Kingston Pike. That's across the street from the Trader Joe's. And you can, of course, buy online at SmokyMountainOrganics.com. As always, subscribe and follow the VolQuest YouTube page. Literally, anytime we get an interview, anytime we do a podcast, anything up there, when it goes up, you will be notified. So go ahead and subscribe to us, VolQuest, on the YouTube page. Gentlemen, we've got a full bank of questions, a lot of recruiting, obviously, this point in time of the year. We'll go ahead and start with Sam Smith, 2233. Awesome price. Where is Devin Hyatt on the wide receiver board? You know, that's a good question. It just doesn't feel like there's much much going on there. You know, I mean, he came up for the uh, the orange and white game at the practice field, um, but he's not been in town since. Uh, that's been a couple of months, um, not at least as a recruit, and uh, he may have been up here to see Jalen with his parents. But uh just doesn't seem like there's much going on there. That one seems like uh, South Carolina right now to me. Yeah, I mean, that's one I get asked about all the time. And, of course, obviously with Tate, uh, you know, committing to Ohio State and uh, earlier with Casper going to Oregon and, you know, Devin Hyatt's a name that I get asked about a lot. And I just – I kind of say the same thing. I just – there's not not a whole lot of traction there. I haven't heard the name an awful lot, um, but wanted to get that answered. Brent Hubbs, a quarterback on the schedule outside of Bryce Young that's going to give Tim Banks and this defense the most trouble. Uh, I mean, I think the unknowns of Spencer Rattler. Do you get good Spencer? Do you get bad Spencer? Um, is the question. You know, he, he's athletic. He can run around. We obviously saw what Matt Corral did a year ago to to Tim Banks. Now that's a focal point for this defense this offseason is to clean some of that stuff up. But don't you guys think an athletic quarterback is the one that's the the kind of the most scary right now? And when you look at the schedule, is he the most athletic that Tennessee will play? I mean. Outside of Bryce Young, obviously, but what what's well, LSU I mean, you, you doing? You don't have Will. You don't have Will Levis penciled into the first round. Well, I mean, I think Will Levis got talent. I don't know about first round, but I, to me, again, in is it's a guy who, when somebody's out of their rush lane, Austin, when when a blitz doesn't get home, you know, is a guy that can, you know, can cause you problems. So I, I would go Rattler. Now it could be it could be the same Spencer Rattler that throws it to you three times. And you have a field day with him. I mean, there's obviously at Oklahoma good Spencer and bad Spencer. Well, for me, I, I go back to where that game's positioned on the schedule. Like, it's next to last. And so, like, what do both those teams look like late in the year? I mean, has South Carolina overachieved? Have they underachieved? Are they, are they you know, I mean, like, they kind of have that – they close with Tennessee, then Clemson, um, you know, where Tennessee closes with South Carolina then Vanderbilt, both on the road. Um, Tennessee, three of the last four on the road for the Vols, um, which is why the start of the season is so important. But, I mean, I, I just think Spencer Rattler is more like Jarrett Garantano. Like, he he's a quarterback that can run. No, no, the Rob's over here laughing. Like, he is a quarterback that can run to pick up a first down, but he prefers to stay in the pocket. In, in no way is he looking out there after two two seconds just trying to bolt out. 
Yeah, I think honorable mention in this category too, Rob, might be, I mean, Keaton Slovis is a guy that you will need to pay attention to. Certainly he's not Kenny Pickett's. But Keaton Slovis with Pittsburgh, what's LSU's quarterback look like? I mean, if it's Jaden Daniels, that's somebody obviously you need to pay attention to. But I think Will Levis, more athletic, and then Spencer Rattler, like you guys have already talked about, I think those guys will be at the top of the list, Rob. Yeah, I, 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 I'm with Hubbard. I mean, Rattler's just an X factor. I mean, what do, you, what do you get? I mean, you get the guy that everybody thought Oklahoma was getting, you know, two years ago or, you know, or the guy who lost his job, you know, two or three games into the season last year. Yeah. Uh, Rob, let's stay with you. Assuming Checker Nealon is back, which game would you do it for, Florida or Alabama? Oh, Florida. You know, I mean, I, you know, forgive me, Tennessee fan. I, I just – I don't think Tennessee's ready to take on the – you know, I, I don't think Tennessee's ready to knock off Bama. Tennessee could beat Florida. They might even be favored against Florida. What do you, Hubbard, Hubbard, I'm very interested on in your take. Favored against the Gators? Well, you have to I believe mean, it to see it. Well, I, you know where I stand on it. That, I mean, they're always the underdog until I see Tennessee win that game. But I think I do think there'll be some people in Vegas that will have Tennessee um, the favorite in that game, particularly if Tennessee gets out of the gates Austin quickly. You know, with, with a couple of games. Uh, in in terms of Checker and Nealon, I'm I'm all for a big game that you've got a the best shot at winning in, in terms of, yeah. of doing that game. Um, you know, I don't know if that'll be a night game or when it'll be, but but I'm always in favor of doing it then as opposed to doing it in a game that you're going to be a double-digit underdog to, which I think they will be to Alabama at home. Yeah, I, I, you can't – to me, the alternative jerseys, you know, you can wear any game. But checkering is different. Like, it's got to be a specific game, either a massive out-of-conference game or one of your big ones. You know, like, you can't checker for Missouri. So, like – you, you've got to check it for one of those those big two or three games that you have on the schedule at home. Um, you know, I, I would do Florida. I would not do Alabama. Florida's more gettable. And I'm and I'm with Hubs. Tennessee's been the better team the last, you know, at least half the last, you know, decade, decade and <laughs> and has won one game. One game. And it had to overcome a huge deficit to win that game. You know, so, I mean, you just have I me. Mean, it's it's just, It's mental. You know, I mean, it's like me getting up on a, on a tee box and, you know, there's a big lake on the left with my with my, with my miss being a, a low left hook. Like I just it, there's a mental breakdown there for me sometimes. So, you know, the Vols have had that mentally in their heads, even the ones that, you know, weren't here. AP, more pressure on the tee box or when you walk into the pro shop and you're like, oh. where, you know, do I buy this? <laughs> do I buy that? Do I hit it left? Do I hit it? What's, what's the bigger middle? Here's the, here's the difference. I mean, the walking into the pro shop is like buying a large bucket of balls at the range. I mean, you're just going to get to hit as many as you want to hit when you're on the tee box, you got like one shot, right? I mean, unless you do mulligan off the first tee, I mean, when you go to the pro shop, he could spray it everywhere. Cause he's going to buy, he's going to buy on the left side of the pro shop, the right side, the back, the front, Middle section. I'm, I'm like mean, my dog. I mark my territory several places in there. <laughs> Normally just over there on the Peter Millar rack. But. It's a big bucket that he's hitting in the pro shop. Big bucket. Got the tennis shoes, got the t-shirts, got the polos, whatever they have. He's, he's peeing all over it. Gotta have some hats. Yeah. Let's go on to Athron here. Uh, how do you see the DB board looking? Uh, Austin, there's a couple of DBs, but very important defensive backs that you've spoken on that'll be in here. This weekend, Jordan Matthews, Christian Conyer, of course, Jakeem Jackson, John Slaughter, just to name a few. Yeah, I mean, this is a big weekend for the secondary. Big weekend for Willie Martinez. I mean, like, those are your your main guys. Ricky Gibson was here this past weekend. 
Arkansas, Tennessee. Now, Georgia has offered. They're trying to get him to hold off, much kind of like they tried to get James Pierce to hold off last December uh, and not sign early. Uh, they're trying to get him to push back uh, what he uh, what he's hoping might be a, a early to mid-July announcement. They're trying to get him to hold off, you know, wait till the season, come see us, because they're still trying to figure out what they want to do, in my opinion, and they don't want him to to rush a decision. Um, you know, so I, I go back. Conyers is, is the biggest one because he's the one you've you've been in the best position for the, the longest. AP, hey, what's, what's going on there? I've seen I've seen what you said on the message board. What can can you get get to the bottom of it? What what is this? What is all this 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 smoke out there? What do you think that smoke is? I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it all comes. I know down what to I NIL, think, right? I want, I want to know, I want to know um, what the expert thinks. Yeah, it all comes down to nil, and so um, you know, Kentucky is really desperate right now. Louisville is is kicking their rear, um, you know, and all of a sudden, one of the best players, if not the best player in the state. Um, you know, is trending to Tennessee. So that, I think, you know, that they were, they were going to make, you know, they were desperate. So desperate times call for desperate measures, in my opinion. And so Kentucky, um, they, they swung a big mallet last weekend. We'll see what happens. You know, Tennessee's, you know, got the final say here. Um, I still think he prefers to be in Knoxville. And so we'll see how the weekend goes um, for him. Jordan Matthews to me is an X factor. You know, LSU seems like they really screwed that one up. Um, now, they've come back in here. They've offered. They're definitely trying. But it, it seems like that Texas and or Tennessee right now have a better shot at Jordan Matthews. Now, we all know how that goes. In-state pressure comes along. In-town pressure, right? In, yeah, in-town pressure. Yeah. You know, uh, you get to October, November, and, you know, you know they, they throw, a, they throw a, a crazy amount. Look, man, there's getting money tossed around everywhere. I don't want people to think that, like, because, you know, sometimes I'm like, that's not true. Like, the problem is, is everybody exaggerates these numbers. Like, you know, I mean, like, it, it, you know, it's like, you know, Rob going around telling everybody he's a four handicap and he's really a 34. <laughs> um, you know, four. So, my point being, though, is like, you know, it, it, that stuff's going to happen. Same thing with Jakeem Jackson. I mean, like if Tennessee landed Jordan Matthews and Jakeem Jackson right now, as we said here at the end of June, you are really going to worry about those two kids, Miami, LSU, those home state schools, or maybe even Florida for Jakeem, but I think more so Miami, coming in there in October, November, December, and and, and really making it hard on you. You know, um, I don't worry as much with Conyer. Um, as I do the other two, but it's a big weekend with those three. And then of course, you know, what's going on with the Ricky Gibson, you know, uh, that's another one that, you know, uh, you have to pay attention to Arkansas is going to swing their big or take their big shot this weekend. We'll stay here with some more recruiting, go back to back here with AP. Um, and then we'll get off AP. Uh, which tackles do you see Tennessee having the best shot at it landing and holding through signing day? I would assume that's the offensive tackle conversation. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, Stanton Ramil, Lucas Simmons, Sham Umarov, um, you know, I, and Francis Mauingoa. There's the, that's the four. If Tennessee can land two, you'd feel good. Anything more than two is house money. And so um feel like they're in a good spot with with Ramil. That's Tennessee or Clemson, in my opinion. Or Clemson. Uh, you know, Sham. I think Tennessee's in a per, in a really good spot for Sham. You know, uh, Georgia, I think it's slow played him a little bit. I think, I think Sham's, you know, that Tennessee's in a good spot heading into this weekend. Francis, that's Tennessee or USC, in my opinion. He's not, I don't think he's going to Alabama. 
and I don't see him going to Florida or Miami. That's Tennessee or Southern Cal. How does the family feel coming out of this weekend? Um, and then Lucas Simmons, you know, that's another one, like, you know, has really good dialogue with the staff. Going to be at Florida State this weekend. He's been at Florida the last few days. Let's move to the defensive side of the football. Pass rushers, defensive ends in this class, um, outside of Cersei, Osborne, Whitson, and, uh, of course, Shandavi- you got to put Shadavion Bradley in that conversation. you got to put Rico Walker in that conversation. What's that side of the ball looking like? Well, I mean, it's Bradley and, and, and Rico Walker when you talk about pass rushers. Yeah. Um, you know, those are the two. Uh, Bradley, you know, going to be at South Carolina. Um, you know, I, in my opinion, he'll be back to Knoxville at the end of July. And at that point, you know, if, he, if, if that happens – then I think Tennessee's got a good shot to land him in early August. Again, who knows what happens? Who knows what happens this weekend? But, you know, if he makes it back to town end of July, then I think Tennessee's in a pretty good spot. Rico Walker, Tennessee, North Carolina, to me, those are still the top two for him. Um, He spent a lot of time with Nico out there in Vegas. Those two have gotten fairly tight. Got to hang out with John Slaughter out there. So, you know, same thing. Like, I, I think Tennessee's positioned well there, but he's in no rush to do anything. So, like, that one's going to go a little longer. So, a lot, it could be a lot more twists and turns. Last one here. Should the general quarters be on the 50-cent GIF alert this weekend? Yes. All right. Baseball Thank questions you. now. We will move on. Brent, uh, you know, we're not Ben. He would have a better understanding, of course. But draft-eligible non-seniors that you could see not returning, of course, uh, Gilbert Tidwell, Joyce Beck, they're gone. I think Jarrell Ortega is likely gone. Brent, I think um, you know there, there's some other guys. Mabry's in that conversation. Sewell's in that conversation. Uh, regardless, Tennessee could lose a lot of a lot of players are very productive for them in that lineup and in that pitching staff this year. Yeah, I mean, I, there's no doubt. I mean, Sewell was a guy that you weren't sure if he would go or not, but it sounds like he's definitely going to go. Um, and, and then Ortega was one that uh, was going to be hard to keep. Uh, but but I don't think they're going to be able to keep him I, I, based on his Instagram deal. Um, that certainly sounded like he was bidding a farewell and, and a thank you uh, to Knoxville. One, one wonders if Ortega is indeed gone, do they move Lawson from short to second and then the transfer from Kansas goes into the shortstop role? If that's the case, you may have solidified your infield, the middle of your infield, pretty quickly um, if, if that's what happens and Lawson does indeed come back. Talking about the transfer portal, any specific names? I mean, Ben Ben has Ben has mentioned that he's surprised that there's been no one into the portal. I mean, it's, it's athletics, college athletics nowadays. There will be guys who enter the portal, but uh, no one at the time of this recording. And then Zach Joyce, is, you know, how does he compare to, obviously, Ben Joyce? I think both of those guys, they throw hard. I think Joyce has more. He, th- he throws a splitter. He throws a, a slider, a change, and a fastball. I think they're both working on uh, another pitch as well, but it looks like another big arm as well. Yeah, I just think you know Ben Joyce is further along because he's yeah. you know developed over the course of this past year while Zach was, was not playing. Um, one thing about guys going to the transfer portal off the current team, I don't know that that's a given that, that, that you're going to have a huge turnover there simply for the reason that Tony Vitello, Austin, does a really good job of getting guys swings or getting guys, you know, innings in midweek games. And then you had guys like Lipscomb and guys who sat around and waited their turn and and benefited from it greatly. And so I think when you have that development part of it there, um, you know, I I think baseball players understand that a little bit more. And and maybe you don't see 
as many people leaving a program where they're winning. It's clearly fun to play in. It's in the big time in the SEC. And, you know, if you can play, Tony Vitello is going to play you. And I think he does a really good job of working his young guys in to develop them throughout the year. Uh, and I think Lipsum's a great example he can look to. Well, that and the fact that, like, you know, two of your bigger uh, pieces that were young, Christian Moore and Blake Burke, they basically rotated. Like, I, it's, to me, it's the equivalent of, like, you know, um, how, like, Maribel football – never really misses a beat because they get in so many blowout games. They play young kids in the second half. And so by the time those kids are ready to be starters, it's not like new to them, you know? And so same thing with some of the stuff that Tony does, he gets enough work for some of those young pieces that when they, when they become starters, you know, it's not new to them. And then there are also the instances, like you just said with Trey Lipscomb, a guy who waited this turn. So it's kind of a, a nice balance, in my opinion. I was, but AP, the, the downside of that is that Markel Fortenberry does not get enough touches in, in blowouts. He, you're, you're exactly right. And and Paul, Paul, I mean, he was sent up there, and 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 he was like, you know, Mox's dad, you know. <laughs> hey, on a serious note, when is the, is the deadline July 1st for baseball transfers? Am I remembering I that know. correctly? You're, you're, that, that's, Eric Kane, you're disappointing me with the head shake. Uh, yeah, I have no clue. I you're think the, it's you're, first, first you're, the, you're the secondary baseball guy, Eric Kane. Yeah, I yeah, I know. I'm, I'm I am not pretty sure, but not just, ba- not just baseball, but I think spring sports in general. I, I feel like it's July 1st. So my point being, I, everything in that area will be – you'll know in, in 10 days. That Nobody, is a hover question. I, I will well, say the, this. The answer, the answer to that question is yes, it's July 1st. I, I just wanted to let you guys kind of banner around and go, I, I don't know. I don't while know. you Googled <laughs> it, while you Googled it, yeah. And it's July um, 1st. I, I will say this, but I'll, to, to not same type topic, but different sport. I think this December is going to be even more wild in football with transfers than ever before because I think – you know, last year, your NIL was still somewhat new and people were figuring some stuff out. And then enough of these guys saw the, all these players go in and, and find potentially new places. I think it's going to be even – I bet you Tennessee's turnover, every school's turnover, it's going to be way more wild this December and January than um, this past year. Yeah, because i got news flashes for people out there. And I've talked to enough people this week. I think we all have. I mean, the, the idea that they're going to reform NIL – is like foreign, like that's not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, and if it does, it's not going to happen anytime soon. So any thought that hey, they're going to have a, they're going to have, you know, put some of the toothpaste back in the tube by December is just simply not going to happen. I think what's wild, and I know this is not a question, but but to follow back on that, Austin, I think what's going to be interesting is does the transformation committee approve the two windows? For, tra- for going into the transfer portal, which is different than the SEC's window. Remember, the SEC did not want to change from that February 1 deadline, but the Transformation Committee has got the two-window um, pro- you know, proposal out there with the, the couple of weeks in December, basically from the last regular season game in November up until essentially the early signing date, and then another window post-spring that's a short window. Um, if that's the case, Man, that first part of December could be an absolute wild ride on both the transfer portal part and the high school kids part. Because Rob, if you're sitting there and you've, you know, you passed on an in-state kid that you didn't like, and then all of a sudden you lose three guys you weren't thinking you were losing, 
that guy's been committed somewhere for eight months and the home state school picks up and calls the phone and says, hey, we've got a spot that's opened up for you. I'm telling you, that first part of December has got a chance to be as wild as we have ever seen anything in recruiting. I don't I don't have anything to add except to say I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be ridiculous. And I, I mean, I, I'm I'm 100 percent on board with you. And throw in the fact that you can sign more than 30 or more than 25. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Another Hello. Group. Yeah, for the next two cycles as well. So uh, those group of baseball questions, that was from Brooks, 1972. Judd, 865, does July still look good for the good guys or a little bit more uncertainty now? I'll answer that. I mean, Tennessee's going to AP add-on if you want. Tennessee's going to get commits in July, point blank. Now, are you going to get every single commit? No, that's not how it works, but Tennessee will get commits in July. Are they, Eric? Are they? Yes. (laughs) Yes, they will. All right. I guess that's the uh, dot of my drop in. That's all we get. Uh, is Greg Godfrey, <laughs> Greg Godfrey, is he still, yeah. is, he, is he a tag? No, no he's, I don't believe he is. No. Is that the linebacker from Georgia? Yeah. Like, uh, I think Tennessee's likes him, but he's down the list. And so, like, you know, I, you know, I tell you what, though, between our linebackers, T Lander, you know, the longer he pushes this thing off, like mm-hmm. it, it just, man, I it just, I just don't have a feel, a good feeling about it. It just, like, you know, He's been such a Tennessee lean for so long, but all of a sudden, you know, Louisville's coming in pretty strong on him. You know, with all they're doing, just the the longer it goes. I felt like that would have been wrapped up in early summer, to be completely honest. So I agree with you. Uh, it'll be a big weekend for him, no doubt. Yeah. Pete, you mean, you mean the longer it goes, the less likely he is to pick Tennessee or the more likely Tennessee is to move on? Uh, the less likely he is to pick Tennessee. Yeah. Okay. Like, I mean, he's had. I mean, for a guy that was all 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 orange and says all the right stuff, like you know, if that's the case, wouldn't you want to be in the class helping? I mean, I, yeah, that's just my take. And maybe he comes in this weekend and 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 they're able to get it across the finish line. He says something in the next few weeks, but as of right now, that we sit here on Thursday, it just does not feel like that we're like there's a big super rush for him to do anything. Overall, recruiting chances with Rock McEldry. McElderry, I don't know. that the, the Georgia commit offensive <clears throat> lineman that was here uh, this past weekend it's, and it's, Tavion Gadsden. It's weird. Like, Rock is – like, Rock's really looking around, like, Auburn, Tennessee. Um, that one's got a weird feel to it. Like, I almost say he doesn't end up at Georgia. Does he end up here? I mean, maybe. What, who was the other one you asked about? Uh, Tavion Gadsden. Um, you know, that's another one Tennessee's – they're swinging at, you know. Um, they like a good bit, so we'll kind of see what happens. Hey, AP, does Rock, the other day. A, does Rock have a little Tyree West feel to it? I know West was committed to to Georgia for a long time, but but those you know they just kind of sort of drifted apart and drifted away. Georgia didn't necessarily push you know hard because they felt like they could get better. Does does the Rock thing have a little bit of that feel to it? Even though it, he's not committed, really committed. Well, it, I guess yeah, just, it, you know, it certainly does. It certainly feels that way. Like, you know, wants to take some trips. You know, George is not stopping the trips. Now, I'll say this. All the talk about all the talk about Hunter Osborne and Clemson, and maybe he ends up picking Clemson. But I don't know if he – like, normally when they, when they get a private commitment from a kid, they do not let a kid come on an official visit. And he's coming here this weekend. So, like, to me, that means Tennessee's got a shot to kind of flip some momentum back. Otherwise, I just don't think he'd be coming in. All right, some 2024 names to know. I'll throw out just a couple, and we got to move on. In-state, Caleb Beasley, Edwin Spillman, 
uh, Ryan Wingo, linebacker, AP, a couple more 2024 names that we need to add on to that? Um, yeah, I mean, you, you, Beasley, you got uh, you know, Kamaro Brown, you got mm-hmm. the big offensive lineman out of Fayette Ware, um, you know, and, and they'll go swing it, you know, those all those out-of-state kids too. This is from UT Sportsman 16. Rob, it seems like the staff does a really nice job when kids are on campus. Tamarian Parker, an excellent example, but even – we mentioned that he loves all of his visits. Uh, does the staff need to improve or change how they recruit kids once they leave campus? No, I can't answer that question, but I, I mean, for what they do, but I mean, don't you, you guys, I mean, we, everybody talks to kids and, and, and nope. And Hubbard's famous for saying this. Nobody ever has a bad visit, but I mean, kid kids that, that I've talked to in this cycle or, you know, or, or last year, it just, I mean, it's, it seems pretty genuine that the, the, they and their families connect with the staff. I mean, when they're here, especially, you know, when it, you know, one of these big productions, like they had a Memorial Day or something, it seems to me the staff does a really good job of kind of eliminating, I don't know, I don't know if, if hype's the right word or the slick salesmanship approach. It just seems like kids and their families enjoy the, inter, the interaction with the coaches on a down to earth personal level i mean I, that's that to me is what stands out of what they do a, a good job of it's not you know some superstar big time football coach who's it, it's just they they seem like they do a really good job of connecting on a personal level with kids and parents well i think remember this too when they leave campus here all they can do is make a phone call they can't go see them so if it's if it's all about the relationships and, and everything, you would really like to be able to, I mean, the old school days, you know, you could follow them home after their official visit and sit in home and do an in-home visit and continue to build that relationship. Or ride home with them. Right. Uh, yeah. Whatever you need, whatever you needed to do there. Uh, this is a little d- bit different. So I think what you're dealing with now, AP, and we talked about this the last couple of podcasts with the June visits, how do you sustain momentum when you can't follow up with them, once the once the funds wore off the visit, does it get back to, you know, that school's a playoff caliber school? They're not there yet. They're still building. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's once you're, you're off the mountain top. Yeah, you're you're selling a little bit different it, there. Again, if a kid's not going to come into the fall, I think you're better off to wait until the fall. But if a kid's if you think a kid's going to go to the summer, you got to bring them in the summer. But if you do bring them in the summer. And the kid's not going to the fall. The one good thing is, is you can get out before they normally do it in the fall. You can get out and go see them again um, when things open back up the first part of September. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a balancing act, a balancing act hubs. I mean, it's something that, you know, all these schools, not just Tennessee are having to, to kind of, you know, meander their way through, which is why like if you're Arkansas or Tennessee with a guy like Ricky Gibson, you're not wanting him to listen to Georgia because, you know, how do you keep any kind of momentum if he's going to put push back two or three months? And as for Rob, you can't say genuine without a little. <laughs> I, by, by the way, to, to, to Marion Parker, the quote about the, the weather was perfect at Penn state. Call me in January. Now, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not saying you shouldn't go to Penn state, somebody, but, but if you're, if you're believing in the weather hype and happy oh, the Northern hours, schools love those summertime business. <laughs> yeah. That was the (laughs) most bizarre quote I've ever seen. It's a little different in January. I promise you that. Uh, Yeah, no doubt about it. I'll just be shocked. The kid, listen, I talked to somebody. The kid had it set up to announce a top four. 
a top four that did not have Penn State in it, and the next day committed to Penn State. Like the kid is, he, he's clearly has been all over the map, and, and and I'll just be shocked if that don't have three or four more turns. He still may sign with Penn State, but I guarantee you this thing ain't over. For, for and I'm not talking about Tennessee. I'm talking about just all schools. All right, gentlemen, a, a good question here. Didn't realize this is from CD Vol. Wanted to know about Brew McCoy. Um, eligibility for the upcoming fall. Understanding is he expected to be eligible for the fall. Can you go over this situation? Um, everything is on, uh, everything is trending for him to be eligible for this fall. That's the easiest way to put it. Like, I, I don't really feel like I need to go into details, um, but everything is trending for him to be eligible for this fall as right. of June 23rd. Couple of rapid fire here, AP. Let's stick with you. Volunteers fifty-two. Malik Benson scuttle decision in the next two weeks. Still, yes. At some time between July fourth and July eleventh, he'll decide. It feels like Tennessee or Alabama. Um, you know, I, I don't think he's going to Georgia. Georgia's just having a tough time with wide receivers because all they do is throw the tight ends and hand the ball off, and so it's harder for them to recruit receivers. But hey. Don't don't think it's just like an NIL thing. Alabama's not really playing in that world, like not like that. Like they're because they have such a star-studded cast of roster, it would cost so much to actually pay all those guys what you know they're probably uh, deserved deserved or, or worth or whatever. Um, so like sometimes kids are going to just pick Alabama because they want to be the next Jerry Judy or or Waddle or whoever. Yeah, when you have uh, Brock Bauer, it's kind of hard to. Hard to fault that strategy. Uh, do you think Tennessee can reclaim the top spot this weekend for Francis? Uh, I mean, who's to say they, they lost the top spot for Francis? Who's to say they ever had the top spot to begin with? He's never said that. So, like, you know, can, can they – You know, I think it all boils down to how his family feels this weekend. I mean, ultimately, his family lives in American Samoa. The closest school to them that's in his top five is USC. Now, could they move to the States? If they move here – like. I don't think it matters where he goes, right? I mean, like, if you're going to move, like, what's the difference between moving to Miami or Gainesville or Tuscaloosa or Knoxville or L.A.? Um, you know, I, I just feel like that it all comes down to how the family feels coming out of this. Um, I do not believe that they've made any type of decision at this point. I think that they're, but that's just connecting the dots because, you know, West Coast kid, family lives in American Samoa, we're the closest school, so we're going to put in a, a prediction for, for USC. How many offensive tackles would does Tennessee want to take? Now, I don't believe, and this is what Volunteers 52 saying, Simmons, Francis, Ramil all want in. I don't think that'll happen, but how many are they They'd wanting take them to all. take? They, they would take, take them, them all, all, of course, yeah. Yeah, you take them all. Because, Fran, I mean, Francis, is, to me, Francis is Darnell. He's a, he's a right tackle who could play some guard, but more than likely a right tackle. Lucas Simmons, left tackle or right tackle. Stanton Ramil, left tackle or right tackle. You know, Sham to me is another right tackle or guard. You know, um, but yeah, you, know, you take them all. But I mean, you're not going to get them all. But you take them all, gentlemen. This is the last one we're going to have time for here. This is from uh, from Lewis Cape. Uh, AP continues to say Nico's impact on recruiting has been huge. Uh, it seems many of his big initial names linked to him have committed elsewhere. I know it's still early, but is it fair for fans to be a bit nervous after some of the big targets have went elsewhere? My response quickly would be you're in a large part of these conversations because of not only the staff, but Nico is helping you get in that race a lot of these times because players want to play with a good quarterback. Now, you're not going to get every single prospect. That's that's not how recruiting works. But, you know, is there something to this this question here? Should, should fans start to be a little bit nervous because a lot of these top targets 
have started committing elsewhere. If I'm wrong, I think fa- fans should be thrilled that they're recruiting this well for a team that hasn't won anything in over a decade. Yeah, and was left in the gutter a year ago. Again, yeah, people forget. I, we got a minute left. People forget where they were a year ago. Uh, you, you, people need to wake up and realize where Tennessee was a year ago. They were they were they were recruiting uh, so poorly, and now they're involved in having a weekend like they're about to have this weekend with a bunch of four and five star guys. Yeah, I, and and who, who are the who are the guys? Carnell Tate, Kyler Casper. You know, like there's two guys, Arizona and Chicago. You know, there's two guys. So, and I'm not going to dive into any of that stuff because it doesn't behoove me to do it. But yeah. I mean, it's two guys. I mean, like if they don't land Francis, then I think that would be a blow because I mean I think he's the most important recruiter on board. Still a long way to go, and apologies for the questions we didn't get into today. Just running out of time, but we'll hit them on next week's edition of the Mailbag Pod. East Tennessee's most trusted health and wellness store focusing on natural remedies for ailments. That is SmokyMountainOrganics.com. Big thank you to them. Subscribe, follow us on YouTube by searching FallQuest on YouTube. For Brent Hubs, Austin Price, and Rob Lewis, I'm Eric. And you so much for tuning in to this edition of the Mailbag Pod. Have a great Thursday, everybody. You've been listening to the VolQuest Mailbag Podcast every week right here on VolQuest. Quest.